Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese TV dramas. We are your hosts, Kathy and Karen. Today, we are discussing episode 65 of Empresses in the Palace, Hou Gong Zhen Huan Zhuan. As always, if you have any comments or questions, please email us at Karen and Kathy at chasingdramas.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, give us a rating if you are enjoying the podcast. Now, back to business. In the last episode, we had our hearts crushed by the death of Shin Mei Zhuang, our main character Jin Huan's best friend. While Jin Huan was devastated, as were we, it seems that the emperor has moved on quite quickly from the sad news. Shortly after the events of Jin Huan's interrogation, the birth of a new princess, and the death of Shen Mei Zhuang, the emperor is setting his sights on the next woman. He has clearly gained an interest in Jin Huan's younger sister, Yu Yao. I'm speechless at this point. The fact that he's turning to other women now shows us that he isn't actually that impacted by Shen Mei Zhuang's death. Of course, we don't know how much time it's actually been since her death, but episode 65 starts off with the emperor sitting with Jin Huan at her palace. He suggests that he should take some of the trusted maids from her palace and turn them into concubines. Right now, he's talking about Huan Bi, Jin Huan's maid and half-sister. He says, why don't I decree her as a first-class female attendant? Huan Bi who is waiting on the side at this point, actually panics and refuses this honor. That is quite the change from her earliest position in the palace, where she was actually vying to become a concubine. This also surprises the emperor because normally, maids who are offered to be turned into a woman of the emperor would generally be over the moon. And indeed, because the title that she was being offered by the emperor is a Changzai, which is the equivalent title that Chen Huan received when she first entered the palace. And so that is a quite a high honor given how Huan Bi is just a maid. Normally, as we've seen for previous maids who have turned into concubines, you generally have to start out at the very bottom as a Guan Nuzi. Huan Bi kneels to the ground and admits that she already has someone in her heart. Notice the interesting suggestions that the emperor provides. Is it an imperial guard or an, an imperial doctor? That's because those are the people he thinks would befit her station as a maid. Which is fair. I would say though, uh, Huan Bi thinks very highly of herself, which is why she allowed herself to fall in love with the 17th prince. Fortunately, Zhen Huan dismisses this idea and Huan Bi, and the emperor doesn't think too much about it. After all, he was just joking, but if she wanted to, he probably would have taken it seriously. Shortly after, the emperor visits the empress dowager. We haven't seen her in a while, which for me is somewhat odd given how close she was to Shen Meizhuang. But the topic of conversation with the emperor is not about Shen Meizhuang, but rather the empress. The emperor describes the events of the blood test and how the empress purposefully added bifan or potassium alum in an effort to uh, accuse and convict Jin Huan of adultery. 
What I appreciate about this scene is that the emperor knows full well that the empress was behind this. He's not stupid. Well, I mean, we've established that he can be sometimes, but here he's not. Unfortunately, the empress dowager urges the emperor to not neglect the empress as she is his most beloved sister. We are talking about Chuan Yuan. The Empress Dowager has her own agenda for not wanting to punish the Empress, namely keeping the seat of the Empress within her own clan, and so she has no other option but to accept all of the terrible things the Empress does. And she has done so for many years before this. The Emperor doesn't have much else to say against his mother either, so he decides to drop the conversation. Once again, here the Empress Dowager uses Chun Yuan Huang Hou, or the first wife of the emperor, as a uh, tool to pardon the actions of the empress. They know full well that uh, she is kind of the calling card or the trump card for the, for the family against the emperor, so they will use it whenever they can. The rest of this episode continues on with the emperor's um, eager attempts to woo Jin Huan's younger sister and the resulting consequences. Out in the Imperial Garden, Jin Huan and Yu Rao, so Jin Huan's youngest sister, are enjoying the day. Yu Rao is trying to catch butterflies, but remarks on how boring life in the Forbidden Palace is. Their conversation is interrupted by the Emperor, who happens to stop by. He is smitten at the sight of Yu Rao. Can we all get a collective ew for this? <laughs> Something I want to highlight is that back in episode 27, Jin Huan actually jokes to the emperor about how beautiful her sister Yu Zhao is and that if the emperor sees her, he'd want to have her as a concubine. He was intrigued at the time, albeit as a joke, but because she was not even 10 at the time. Yu Zhao, that is. So he thought nothing of it. Now, because Yu Zhao is a young woman, but probably not older than 15 or 16 and looks Similar to his first wife, he is all over her. In the garden, the emperor tries all manner of ways to impress Yu Yao, but she doesn't take the bait. He tries to grab her hand, but she backs away, and she shares how there are many rules in the palace. In an effort to gain her favor, the emperor suggests meeting up with his younger brother, the 19th prince, for a competition at the summer palace. Of course, we know that Yu Yao and the 19th prince have met a few times, and think fondly of each other, but the emperor doesn't know that. The ladies acquiesce, and the next scene we have is of a dinner banquet at the Summer Palace. In attendance, we have the emperor, Jin Huan, Huan Bi serving her, Ning Guiren, who is the former horse tamer matron concubine that is also madly in love with the 17th prince, Yu Zhao, and a couple of the princes. The 17th prince and 19th prince are drinking at their table while the whole party is enjoying a dance performance. The entire time, the emperor is staring lustfully at Yu Rao. Ugh, this is quite gross. Okay, for what happens next, I will go on a tirade about the 17th prince later, but uh, come on, man. You are generally such an intelligent gentleman, but today is not your day and you kind of suck here. The 17th prince is rather drunk, and the emperor comes to his and the 19th prince's table for a toast. 
you can already see the jealousy from the emperor when he's talking to the 17th prince because, as we've heard several times already, the 17th prince learned his horsemanship and archery skills from their father. Buddy, you're a approaching 40-year-old man, the emperor of China. Why are you still griping over this? Huan Bi comes up to replenish the 17th prince's empty goblet. Lord only knows why she went up to do this as opposed to anyone else, but whatever. In any case, the 17th prince stands up rather abruptly and Huan Bi spills some liquor on his clothes. He waves it off and says he'll go change, but as he walks away, a pouch drops to the floor. Both Huan Bi and the 17th prince make a motion to pick it up, but the emperor insists on picking it up himself. He parades the pouch in front of the audience in a joking manner. He opens the pouch and finds the red cutout of Jin Huan from all those years ago. For those of us that need a reminder, this is the cutout that Jin Huan's head eunuch Xiao Yunzi made for her during her very first winter in the palace. She placed the cutout on a tree branch that the 17th prince picked up and has kept ever since. Uh-oh, this is not good. Because actually, Jin Huan saw this uh, way back, I think in eight, episode 18 or 19, and even told the 17th prince that he should not carry these types of things around, particularly this, because it would get people in trouble. And indeed, people noticed that the cutout looks suspiciously like Jin Huan. This is surprising to the emperor, and Ning Guiren is actually very worried. She looks at this and she's like... Oh my god, this is evidence of Jin Huan and the 17th prince's relationship. Gotta help out. She knows that the 17th prince and Jin Huan are lovers, so she understands that the cutout must be of Jin Huan, but she does her best to try to divert the attention of the cutout to either Huan Bi or Yu Yao in an effort to clear Jin Huan's name. She, once again, does not do this for any fondness of Jin Huan, but out of her love for the 17th prince. She cannot and will not let any harm come to him. Interestingly, though, that Ning Guiren points directly to Yu Zhao and Quan Bi, who are actual sisters of Jin Huan. The fact, though, is that nobody knows Quan Bi is Jin Huan's actual sister. At first, Ning Guiren proclaims that the cutout looks like Yu Zhao, but the funny part here is that the 19th prince gets nervous and exclaims that Yu Zhao and the 17th prince only met for the first time that day. It's funny, he's obviously uh, protective of Yu Zhao and is trying to keep her away from uh, unwanted pairings. Things are not looking good. The cutout looks too suspiciously like Jin Huan. She just had to deal with an adultery accusation from the Empress and her faction. She lost too much in that battle and she cannot handle another blow. The Emperor is currently in a good mood due to the help of some alcohol, but if he delves any deeper into this question, major red flags will go up for him. Looking at the predicament. Huan Bi makes a decision that changes the course of her life. She kneels in front of the emperor's table to confess the cutout is actually of her. She gives a story of how she begged for the 17th prince's help way back when Hua Fei was in power. Hua Fei punished Jin Huan 
to kneel out in the beating sun for hours whilst she was pregnant. Remember, Huan Bi did indeed ask for the 17th prince's help, so this story fits. When Huan Bi went to thank him, she made a cutout of herself and put it in a pouch as a gift to him. To add more credibility to the story, Huan Bi says the 17th prince even asked for her favorite flower, the East Asian polya or du rua, and placed them into the pouch. The emperor checks, and indeed, there are a few petals of du rua in the pouch. With a little, I guess, egging, I don't know what she's doing right now, from Ning Weiren, the emperor happily gifts Huan Bi to the 17th prince. The emperor is pretty pleased with his decision. He's like, ha ha, like, look at me being a matchmaker. <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing? On the other hand, Jin Huan, seeing that this decision is made, which is like a phew for her and the 17th prince, has more important matters to resolve. She immediately steps in to ask the emperor as to what position Huan Bi will enter into the 17th prince's household as. A concubine? Shi Qie. I guess what you would call a second wife or Te Fu Jin or the formal first wife, Fu Jin. Huan Bi is currently still a maid. If she marries a 17th prince, the best that she can get is the status of a concubine or a shi qie, so it's rather lowly. Jin Huan seeks to elevate Huan Bi's rank by requesting to make Huan Bi her yi mei, or almost like a god sister, or um, more specifically a honorary sister. We all know that the reason here is because Huan Bi is Jin Huan's actual sister. There are some huge implications to this positioning. As Jin Huan's Yi Mei, she will be added to the family genealogy as an official member of her family. Remember, her current status is just as a maid, and even though Huan Bi and Jin Huan are sisters, Huan Bi is still a servant because she was never accepted into the family genealogy. And as Ning Guiren rightly points out, if Huan Bi is added to the family, and marries the 17th prince into a particular position, she will have the same status as them in some court gatherings. Here, the drunk 17th prince just makes me want to hold him and shake him awake. He dares to declare to the emperor that he doesn't want to marry Huan Bi. He then goes on to say that he lost his one true love and doesn't want to waste Huan Bi's life. He asks for the emperor to rescind the request. Buddy, do you not see the situation? I do not care if you're drunk, if Huan Bi accidentally dropped the pouch or whatever. You wore the pouch into the palace, which is already a risk. And the emperor himself discovered the pouch and its contents. Karen mentioned this before. You were warned to not bring this into the palace. Literally every woman who loves you is trying to round out the lie for you and you straight up go and say, nah, I don't love Huan Bi, it's someone else. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you asking to be killed or worse, have Jin Huan killed? This is not the time to die for love. Come on, man. You, you have no idea what Jin Huan has sacrificed and you're just over here. I'm like, no, um, my one true love, we're separated, but uh, I, for some reason, like, made a pouch or have a pouch full of stuff from Huan Bi. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I actually don't love her. I, 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 I don't know what to say, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. 
Kathy went full on ranting right there. Okay. Chen Huan disregards the 17th prince's request correctly and resolutely asks the emperor to make the decision. The emperor is still in a jovial mood, so he surprisingly agrees to Jin Huan's request to make Huan Bi her Yi Mei. Huan Bi will shortly wed the 17th prince as a Fu Jin, so not a first wife, but as we would say, kind of like a, like a secondary wife, which means that uh, she won't have all of the, the benefits of being a, uh, a first wife, but that's better than a concubine or a shi jie. Ningguan is quietly fuming on the side. Just look at her drinking. She's very conflicted here. As we said earlier, she knows that there is a history between the 17th prince and Jin Huan. She can't let anything happen to him, but she also doesn't want Huan Bi to marry him so easily, and as a Tzu Fujin at that. She loves the man, she doesn't want anything to happen to him, but she can still very much be jealous of other people. Also, who is this chick? Like, Whoever should be marrying the 17th prince should not be Huan Bi, in her mind. After things are settled, Chen Huan downs a couple of cups of liquor herself. She's hurting inside but can't show it. At least, Huan Bi suggests they go out for air. Outside in the dark and in her drunken state, the magically no longer tipsy 17th prince rushes over for a private conversation. The two lovers express sadness at their current reality. He now has to marry Jin Huan's younger sister, whom he doesn't love. But they have no other choice. Too many things have happened that would destroy their loved ones if anyone found out. He says he still loves her, which, like Kathy was ranting about earlier, is commendable, but also at this point a little ridiculous. On one hand, the romantic in me loves the fact that he still loves her after everything that's happened, but on the other hand, it's like... You will get people killed with your true feelings. Jin Huan urges him to take good care of Huan Bi and shares that Huan Bi is her actual younger sister, so the 17th prince ought to be good to her. Huan Bi and Jin Huan head back after that. With this decision confirmed, the emperor and the 17th prince discuss this marriage at the emperor's residence, what I'm assuming is the next day. The emperor decides that not only will the 17th prince marry Huan Bi, but he will also marry Meng Jingxian, the daughter of a duke or Guo Gong. Both will marry the 17th prince as a secondary wife or a Te Fu Jin, so their powers are aligned. Of course, the 17th prince is not happy about this, but the emperor responds with a bunch of talk about beauty, so he doesn't have much choice. He does make the request that after this marriage, he, the 17th prince, will not accept any other woman in his life. The emperor agrees. The remainder of the episode showcases some interesting customs as Huan Bi prepares for her wedding to the 17th prince. For one, as she is now an honorary sister to Jin Huan, she will be given a new last name and a new name. She decides to go with Yu Yi. From now on, she will be referred to as Yu Yin, and we will do so in the drama as well, in our discussions as well. We'll discuss this at the end of the episode, but the naming convention is rather customary for Chinese tradition. The most interesting word choice, though, is Yin, which means to conceal or to hide. 
It is quite fitting because she has hidden her true parentage her entire life. Even now, she is hiding the fact that she is actually a sister of Jin Huan. With the pending wedding, Jin Huan and now Yu Yin are able to receive their parents back in the palace. The two have endured harsh exile and are lucky to be alive. Jin Huan is grateful to see her mother and her father both healthy, albeit looking much older than before. Saving her parents was one of the main reasons she returned to the palace, and therefore it is comforting to see them reunited. Afterwards, Yu Yin is now changed into her beautiful red wedding attire. However, as we should note, she is not wearing proper red because she is not marrying the 17th prince as his wife or Fu Jin. She's only a Te Fu Jin or a secondary wife. Again, props to the show for remembering this distinction or at least making it known. I don't think I've heard this in any other drama until this one, and it made a very lasting impact on me in this distinction between how uh, powerful or unique a first wife versus the concubines are. Yu Yin speaks quite frankly to her older sister and apologizes for taking her place, the place that Jin Huan should have had. Jin Huan is not jealous and accepts the path that each of them have chosen. She gives Yu Yin a few pieces of advice on how to behave as a second wife or Tsuo Fu Jin of the 17th prince before seeing her off to her wedding. Yu Yin, or should I say the actress for Yu Yin, her name is Lan Ying Ying, looks positively stunning in this wedding outfit. Yeah, she was only, what, 21 when she filmed this? She's beautiful and such an amazing actress. As Jin Huan and a few other concubines say goodbye to Yu Yin, Ning Guiren gloomily comments how the 17th prince suddenly now has two women to his name, I guess, uh, that he's marrying, but none of them are the one he wants. Unfortunately, there really isn't anything anyone else can do. At his own wedding, the 17th prince becomes intoxicated and would prefer to not go anywhere that night, but ultimately spends the evening with Yu Yin. The other woman, Meng Jinxian, that marries the 17th prince, is dismayed at hearing this news. Will she become a problem for Yu Yin? We'll find out. And that is that for our recap of episode 65. But before we talk about some of the cultural stuff, let's discuss Huan Bi, or now Yu Yin. Many fans generally don't like her, and I myself didn't like her at first, but in the years of watching this drama, I have warmed up to her significantly. Yes, in the beginning of the drama, she wanted to become a concubine of the emperor herself and almost betrayed Jin Huan. No, she actually betrayed her. Well, after their frank conversation where Jin Huan acknowledges Huan Bi's birth, she has been very loyal to her sister. Not many people would have gone to the nunnery under such poor conditions as a maid and served her sister so well for so many years. Even though she loved the 17th prince, she never openly tried to sabotage her sister and the 17th prince's relationship, which I think is very impressive considering how much sabotaging is done in the imperial harem. Huan Bi's main flaw really is that she believes her place is much higher than that of a maid. 
Originally, the 17th prince joked that Yu Yin should be paired with his head servant, A Jin, but she was very upset at that suggestion. She thinks that because she is Jin Huan's actual sister, she is destined for more, which is why she allowed herself to love the 17th prince and actually seek some type of return. I would like to think that she would not have created the story that triggered her to be married to him, though, if it weren't for the emperor suggesting that she be his concubine. She, I'd like to think, really panicked at that point and saw this as her only out. She saw an opportunity for her future and took it. You do want to see the difference, though, between how Ningguiren acts around the 17th prince and Yu Yin. Ningguiren never asked for any type of um, repayment or reciprocation in feelings, even though she loves the 17th prince. She only just cares for him from afar. Yu Yin is not the case. She thinks she can actually achieve some type of reciprocation and tries really hard for it. And many times the 17th prince has rebuked her advances, but she isn't deterred. I will also note that it is impressive how Chen Huan managed to seamlessly improve Yu Yin's standing. It has been a wish her father has desired for many years, and she is now able to give an actual position to Yu Yin and her deceased mother and include both of them in their family genealogy. That really shows Jin Huan's kindness and why people are loyal to her. She actually does things for her loved ones, even if they weren't her actual sister. Right, for me, after re-watching this drama a few times, I've also changed my opinion of Huan Bi, or now Yu Yin. She's just a girl with no real prospects as a maid, unless she wanted to become a concubine, but that's another story. Her only fault, if you could even call it that, was falling in love with the 17th prince. She saw the opportunity and took it. What's wrong with that? Who knows what would have happened to her if she didn't? And again, as Karen said, let's contrast her to another woman. This woman, Meng Jingxian. This girl decided that after meeting the 17th prince for like one time, that she was totally in love with him and refused to A, get married and B, take care of her own self. She had to use her own family's connections and reputation to actually marry into the 17th prince's household. That I don't commend her for because, I don't know, that's just not how you win a guy's affection, I guess. So we'll say goodbye to the character of Huan Bi, but we'll still see Yu Yin in the story for the last few episodes. We'll find out what happens to her. Now, let's talk about names. Way back in episode one, we discussed the importance of names in a family and the usage of characters to represent a person's generation. We see it once again for Huan Bi's new name for her marriage to the 17th prince. In a name, there is a last name such as Li, and then typically for your, I would say, your first name, there's two characters for that name. The first character represents the generation, so that is set by family elders or even the emperor. Then the second character can be more freely chosen. Let's give an example. The emperor's name is Yin Zhen. All of his brothers had the character Yin in their name. So the 17th prince is Yin Li. As a refresher, once the emperor became the emperor, 
no one could use the word yin anymore. Hence why we refer to the 17th prince's name as yun. So his name is now yunlin. But the generation name is yin, and every single male uh, family member of that generation would have a, a, another character after that. For Jin Huan's family, for the ladies at least, the custom is to have yu or jade as the first character, and then a character that includes the character of nu or woman in it. Jin Huan's real name or full name is Jin Yu Huan, so she follows this pattern. You can't really see the characters from a podcast, but the character of Huan has the character of nu or woman on the left side of the word. Let's take a look at Jin Huan's younger sister Yu Rao. Again, she follows the pattern. Yu is the first character, and then Rao has the female character on the left, or the new character on the left. As a Yi Mei, Huan Bi is allowed to use the character of Yu to represent her generation, but she is not allowed to use a character with Nu for the second word, because there is a difference, apparently, between an honorary daughter and an actual daughter. As we've seen throughout the show, Social status is extremely important in imperial China, and slight differences in birth will dictate all parts of your life, even the name one can use. So, Huan Bi chooses Yu Yin. Karen mentioned this earlier, but Yin means to conceal. For me, there's a ton to read into this. What is she trying to conceal? The truth of her own birth, or the truth of the story between the 17th prince and Jin Huan? We don't know, but it is intriguing that she chose this character instead of the others. All right, that was it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy your week.